Father, tonight we just pray again for your help and for your anointing and the ministry of the Holy Spirit to speak into hearts tonight. Lord, you know every life in this room, every head that's bowed in your presence. So Lord, we ask tonight that you would speak, that you would minister, that you would do a work that only you can do, that you would save, that you would set free, that you would heal, that you would deliver. Lord, that you would bring peace to the troubled heart and the troubled mind. Above everything, Lord, we pray that your name would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our seats together, amen. You know, last, uh, last Monday morning, just when I was up and just very quickly, just I was I just waiting and then suddenly I just felt the Lord impress on my heart and just this Martha came and I don't believe I've ever I've ever preached on Martha. Um, there's characters you end up preaching about several times and but never Martha and uh, you know when you think of Martha in this family, her brother Lazarus had a tremendous testimony. I mean, it was a wonderful testimony. If you think about it, um, this testimony of Lazarus, that he was the man that took sick and died, and then he was dead for four days, and then the Lord came and spoke into that tomb and raised him out of the grave. I mean, what a testimony that Lazarus had of God's delivering power. Or what about Mary? Because Mary's a great one to preach about. What a testimony. This wonderful woman of God that sat at the feet of Jesus. This woman that's, that, that just waited upon the Lord and to hear his word. And also she was the one that with the alabaster of, uh, box, she broke it. She anointed the feet of the Lord for his burial. I mean, what a testimony Mary has. And not too many people maybe would want to preach about uh, Martha. And it's a little bit like Peter sometimes, although Peter, in the end, we all say, well, it worked out great for Peter. He was the one that stood in the day of Pentecost, but then he was also the one that denied the Lord. And sometimes Peter gets a bit of a hard time, and maybe a little bit like Martha. But you know, friends, tonight, Martha's a wonderful character. Martha was a wonderful woman. She resided in this little village called Bethany, and Bethany was a, a, a very important village in the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a place that, that Jesus was welcome. It was a place that he would reside. It was a place that he would rest. There were some notable characters uh, from Bethany. Some have already mentioned, one being Lazarus, and the other being Mary, and of course, Martha as well. And then there was Simon the leper. It seems that from the commentaries that the, the name, the nickname sort of stuck after the Lord would have healed him and delivered him and set him free and healed him from his leprosy but it's like if you know someone from primary school it was like there's Simon the leper but praise the Lord he was no longer a leper the Lord had touched them and there was this town that they grew up in it was a town that the Lord would come and reside in particularly coming into that week where he was to be crucified every night as he went into Jerusalem he would come back again into this wonderful little village where he was welcome where they received him where the Lord felt at ease amongst those people whom he loved we read here in the reading tonight in Luke 10 and 38 that it came to pass now it came to pass as they went, he entered into a village and the Bible just simply says there was a certain woman. We we're introduced to Martha and Martha received Jesus into her house. What a day this was when Jesus came into the house of Martha, Mary and Lazarus. What a day this really was. 
this wonderful Savior, the God of heaven and earth and flesh, the great Creator, He walks into the home of Martha. But you know, often we miss, we can miss our day of visitation. So often we can miss what the Lord is doing and not miss it because spectacular things are happening around us. We can miss it because we're caught up in too many of the wee things. We can miss that actually He is here, that He is in the midst, that the Bible says where the twos or threes are gathered in His name, that this Christ, the same Christ of this Bible is in this house tonight, that He is here to heal, that He's here to deliver, that He's here to set free, that He's here to save, that He's here to come and heal the brokenhearted. And Martha invites the Lord into her, into her house and the Son of God enters into that home. It's actually quite profound if you think about it for a moment. Jesus comes in to Martha's home. He walks right into her house. He sits down and he rests in her home. And Martha's there. And we know Mary's there. Mary's the one that sat and she waited at the feet of Christ. But Martha in that moment, she was busy. And this is where often the Martha would be possibly criticized or pointed out that she was too busy with the things that she missed what was really important. This message is the one thing that's needful, the one thing that's important. Here is Christ. If you just think about it for a moment, this is the Christ that the word had spread about him. His ministry had begun. The anointing of the Spirit of God was upon him. He had come to preach the gospel to the poor. He had come to heal lives and hearts that were broken. He had come to set the captive free. He had come and he walks into the house of Martha. She says, Lord, you come into my home. I want to tell you, friends, so often we can miss the Lord. We can miss what he's doing, what he's about, because we're too busy with the things of this world. Nurse Christ comes, the one that they'd heard that heals all their sicknesses, the one that sets the captive free, that demons will flee at his very touch or his word. Here's the one that Simon the leper, who was cleansed of leprosy, like the leper in Luke chapter 5, the one that fell on his face and says, Lord, Lord, I would want to be clean. And the Lord touched him and instantly he's completely cleansed. Or the one with the palsy was carried on the bed by his four friends and the roof was ripped off and he was lowered into that room. And the Lord seen this man and the faith of his friends and raised him up by the power of his word. And he went out of that house with his bed on his head and he walks in to Martha's home and Martha's busy she didn't realize he was there she knew she had received him but she was busy her mind was preoccupied and this is really important tonight as we're going through this message because too often our minds are preoccupied we're thinking of other things. We're already thinking about tomorrow. We're already thinking about what we have to do when we have to go home. We're already thinking about what the weather's going to be like or where we're going to go. And we miss our moment of visitation that he is here and he's the God of the present and he's here to do a work. Here's the one that even the centurion, remember, his servant was sick 
And he sent the elders to come and, and to say to the Lord, Come, come to my home and heal my servant. And when he was coming, he sent the elders out and he says, I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. And the Lord said the word and his servant was instantly healed that very self more. He says, I'm not worthy to have you under my roof. And here's Martha sitting with the Lord in her house. This was the one, this Christ was the one that seen that woman that leave that little village of Nain, that widow woman, and her little son was upon that, 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 that funeral procession, and the Lord stopped that funeral procession and said to that boy, young man, rise up. And instantly, that boy rose up from the dead. Friends, this was the one that calmed the storms. This was the one that bid the waves to cease. This was the one that fed the multitudes with five loaves and two fish. This is the one whom he said to the disciples of John, you go and tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the gospel is preached to the poor. This is the man that sat in Martha's house. She received him into her home. A certain woman named Martha, Martha, received him into her house. Tragedy is this, that Martha, like so many today, can miss the one reason why Christ was there. The tragedy is that so many want a visitation of the Lord, maybe at certain times of the year. Lord, we want you to come. We want you to come. We're in trouble. Would you visit us because we're in trouble? Lord, would you come to us maybe at Christmas time because that's a nice time of the year for us, for you to come to us to celebrate your birth. Lord, would you come when there's a funeral service because we want you to comfort us. Lord, would you come to our marriage because we want you to bless our wedding. Lord, would you come when, when we're getting the troubled times and we just want you to come and be a visitor in our home. But when the trouble passes and the events are over, we no longer want Christ to be there. We want to carry on again with the busyness of our lives. We so often can miss this great visitation of the Lord. So we see here that Martha, listen carefully, Martha was cumbered about with much serving. Martha was cumbered. That word cumbered means to be driven. Martha was preoccupied with every other thing that was happening. We can so easily be preoccupied. Saints, we can so easily be preoccupied with all the other stuff in life. And Martha had the Savior in her home, the Savior of the world, the creator of the world, the one who'd come. He was the answer to it all. And she was cumbered. She was driven in her mind. She was troubled, that means to be disturbed. She was overcome by the things, the things that were going on around her, the things that were happening in her home. She was consumed with that which was the earthly. She was cumbered with serving and came to the Lord. And you know what? I think in some of this here personally, I think in this verse here, Martha was cumbered with serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you know what she was concerned about? She was concerned about that she was doing all the work and there's Mary 
Mary's just sitting there. Mary's just resting at the feet of Christ. But that was really great in her. That would never happen in our lives or in our home. That would never happen surely on your cleaning day. That when the cleaning day's on and, and everything has to happen. But there you find Jack just lying on the settee. Not moving for one inch. Has that ever happened in your home? Just lift your feet, Paul. I need to do the hoover. Would you move? That's what Martha was preoccupied with. She was preoccupied with Mary. Lord, would you not say to Mary, we've all seen Mary. You know what we would say in ulcer terms? Is her legs painted on? Does she not know to give a hand? We've been doing all the work and she's been sitting there holier than I, Mary. Is that not what we would say? I know that's our ulcerisms, but that's what we would think. That's what Mary was preoccupied with. You know, sometimes it's not big devils. Sometimes it's not a host of demons. Sometimes it's the wee small things of life that can rob us from the presence of the Lord. Can rob us from an encounter with Christ. Just the wee things. She says, Dost thou not care? Do you not care, Lord? Do you not worry about, you know, I actually have grown over this week to really appreciate Martha. She says, Lord, do you not care for me? Lord, I'm busy. I'm doing these things. I'm, I'm occupied with these things. I know Mary's sitting at your feet. And that's a wonderful thing. She's chosen the better part. I know you've done a wonderful work in my brother Lazarus's life. And I'm busy with all these things that are going on. But Lord, know what she's saying, Lord. Is there not something for me? Lord, do you not actually care for me? You know, the remarkable thing is this, that it tells us in John chapter 11 and verse 5, it says these words. I want you to listen to these words, this one verse. It says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister. Mary didn't get a mention there. And Lazarus. Jesus loved Martha. I want you to hear me tonight, friends, because I believe not necessarily that it's a female, but I just want you to hear me. There are people that are so preoccupied, so caught up, so troubled by the things and the practical things of life, so concerned with all that's happening around them, so concerned with their jobs, with their home, with their lives, what has taken place around them and the circumstances of their home and their family, and they're completely preoccupied with those things. And Jesus is there, and they're saying, but do you not care what's happening? I'm going to tell you something. Jesus loves you. It says that he loved Martha. He loved Martha. And there's Martha in the midst of all of this trouble with Christ in her home. She is troubled and she's cumbered and she's driven and she doesn't know where to turn and she's worked up and she's worked up over the insignificant things. Has anyone ever got worked up over things that are so small? And in the perspective at the end of the day, you're saying to yourself, why did I get worked up over that? And you worked yourself up, maybe it's only me, but you've worked yourself up over nothing. And at the end of the day, in the perspective of things, you've missed out, you've been robbed of that presence of the Lord, of that time with Jesus, of that intimacy that he wants to have with every one of us because of the little things in our lives. When the car breaks down, 
when things go wrong, when the engine gives up, when the wheels come off. And then suddenly you're caught up in all the natural things of life and you don't know where to turn or who to turn to. And you say, Lord, do you not care? Can I tell you something? Jesus cares. Jesus cares. And Jesus loved Martha. Can I tell you, friend, tonight, in all the troubles, in all the wee things, I know it's not a profound sermon, but I tell you, I do know it's what the Lord wants me to say tonight. I just want to say this. Jesus loves you. Wow, I thought we were going to get something deeper. I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. All your cares, all your troubles, all your battles, all the wee things, all the little foxes so often they get into our families and get into our homes and they begin to rob and steal the sweetness of the presence of the Lord. Could I tell you something? Jesus cares. Jesus loved Martha. Oh, he says, Martha. He says, one thing's needful. There's an awful lot of things that we think are important that actually when we get to the end of it all, they're not going to mean anything. Isn't that true? There's an awful lot of things we think are so vital, so important. At the top of our list, I don't know why you're a list maker, but I, I suppose you get to a certain age, you have to write a list or else you forget the tale. But there's a list and you make the list and these are the important things of life and you need to get those things done. But I'm going to tell you something, there's an awful lot of things in life that are just not important. They're just not important. But you know they become the most important things to us sometimes. Do you know what it does? That's what I'm saying. It's not big devils or demons. It just robs us of that time, of the intimacy and the presence of the Lord. He's there. He's there. Can you believe that Martha was consumed with the servant in the house and because Mary wasn't getting off her seat to help her? Can you believe that that's even possible to happen in any of our lives, that we would be consumed with these things while Jesus is right there? Is that even possible for any of us? Maybe we're all better than that and holier than that, that that would never happen to us. But we're robbed so often of the little, by the little things, not the big things. Jesus says, listen, there's one thing that's needful. Now, I want, I want to just listen for a few moments. I'm not going to be too long. But there's one thing that's needful. You know, you might have come through that door tonight and you have a whole list of things which are important. But I want you to listen to me now because this is important. Jesus says, there's just one thing that's needful. Imagine that. I think that brings a great release. There's one thing that's needful. Yes, our homes are important. Our families are important. Our health's important. Our pensions are important. Our career, our wives are important. Our husbands are important. Our children are important. They're all important. But I want to tell you, there's only one thing that's needful. Friends, it's not enough just to have him as a guest. That's what religion will do. She received him into her house. But listen, if you're not saved in this room tonight, it's not enough just to have him in the house. We need to receive Christ into our hearts. We need an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You must not only know him as who he is, but you must know him personally as your Lord and Savior. You know, Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. 
He cannot, he will not be saved. There's a day coming. We started this service with that day that the Lord would come. He sent his son, they called him Jesus. And then there's one day that Christ will come. He'll break through the clouds or he'll call his home. But in that day, friends, I want to tell you, it's only those that are saved and born of the Spirit of God will enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said these words, except a man be born again, he cannot, he will not. It's impossible for you to get into heaven. You must be born again. What does that mean? It means that there has to be a repentance of your sin. What does repentance mean? It's a conscious decision to turn away from your sin and to turn your life towards God, to believe in your heart that Christ died on the cross for your sins, that he is the Son of God that he came into the world to save you, that to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth. And the Bible says, you shall be saved. It's great to be saved. A lot of things we might know. But friends, there's one thing that's needful. You know, the man that was blind and the Lord touched him and opened his eyes. Do you know what he said? He says, one thing I do know, once I was blind, but praise the Lord, now I see. There's one thing. One thing. Just one thing. One thing. Many things I don't know. Many things I think I know and I don't know. But I can tell you, friends, tonight, standing on this platform, one thing I do know. That once I was blind, and now I see. Nothing greater. Nothing greater in this world. And if you can't say that, then you're missing the one thing that's needful. It's not enough just to come to church. It's not enough just to be whatever or religious. There's one thing, one thing, to be born again, to be saved. I tell you, friend, that's the most important thing in this world. Martha is a wonderful character. When Lazarus died, after he was sick and they'd called for the Lord to come, and Jesus is coming towards the house. It's amazing. The first one that comes raking out of the house towards the Lord, who is it? It's Martha. Here she comes. You can see her. I love Martha. I've actually grown to love Martha. She comes and she says to the Lord, of course, Lord, if you had been here, if only you'd have been here, Lord, if only you'd have been here, my brother. Well, he wouldn't have died, but now you're here. And the Lord says, do you believe that he'll rise again? She says, oh, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection. And the Lord says to her, listen, Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. She's still trying to work it out in some way, but she has a measure of revelation. She knows there's a resurrection. Friends, if we have no resurrection, we're miserable. But thank God there's a resurrection. Thank God there's a hope. Thank God there's a hope that lies within the church of Jesus Christ of the resurrection. We talked about it this morning that the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I love that song. I know Tricia leads it a lot. There's going to be a meeting in the air. I tell you, friends, there is going to be a meeting in the air. What a meeting that's going to be. And Martha, 
She says, I know you're going to rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he said, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me, you know what he said? Shall never die. He said, you'll never die. If you believe in him, you'll never die. What? Yes, this earthly body might die, but we'll never die. And she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which has come into the world. Martha got it, friends. Have you got it? This one thing, this one most important thing, whether you're old or whether you're young, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, boy or a girl, have you got this one most important thing? Or have you been caught up in all the stuff of this world and you've missed the one thing that's needful? Oh, friends tonight, brothers and sisters, don't be robbed by the wee things, by the things of this world. There's a wonderful Savior that cares. Could I tell you, if you can identify a little bit with Martha tonight, I want to tell you something. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. You're not saved in this room tonight. There's only one thing, one thing that's needful. One thing. That is that you must be born again. You must be born again. If you don't know him tonight, before you leave this place, you can speak to us and give your life to Christ. Repent of your sin. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. But friends, don't miss this great truth that this Christ is here. And he's here to do a work. And he's here to do a work in us. One thing is needful. Don't be driven with the things, but just come to Christ tonight because he cares for you. Let's pray together.